remember the Rocco's Basilisk conspiracy? Oh, that if you the, the if you, AI, it, the AI that actually I'm not going to say it because in this day, if we if we yeah, say what it is, nah, it might, people might Google it. Yeah, Google Google what it is at your own risk. At your, at own, your risk. own risk. Disclaimer. So, James, have you heard about this recent thing called ChatGPT? No, I don't think so. Like, we haven't done a podcast about it. No, we haven't done a full, about nearly 40-minute podcast on it, nearly 50 minutes. And so, I don't know anything about it. So, I guess podcast over now. (laughs) (laughs) No, of course we do. No, so we... This is a uh, follow-up from our previous podcast that we did, uh, where we talked about ChatGPT. Can you possibly just take us through a quick run-through, though, James, for anyone that missed that? Yep. So, in summary, I'm pretty sure anyone listening to an engineering podcast would know what ChatGPT is. but effect- It's all over. It's all yeah, over right now. Effectively, it's a chatbot made by OpenAI that can pretty much process text and compare it to about a crazy number of data sources that it's got saved based on mm. newspapers, web articles, um, theses. Um, poems, articles, poems can, you name it. Songs, so. whatever, like lyrics actually. That's right, yeah. So it's basically the ability to go through the data you give it and give you, I guess, some somewhat of an accurate response, which um, is actually being questioned quite a bit now on its accuracy, even with the new version. What, what do you mean? I, I, I haven't heard about this, the accuracy, really. Yeah, so it's something called hallucinations, which we'll get into okay, um, in okay. quite a bit. So. Unfortunately, Sean is not with us. Sad face. He's uh. Yep. Sad emoji. Wink emoji. All good. He's still in Europe. Still traveling around. I don't know where he is right now. I think probably on a plane on the way home. Pro- oh, jeez. Yeah. Oh, yep. So we've uh we switched over duty. So I'm now in James's apartment, not my apartment anymore. Yep. How you have? How have you been enjoying this apartment to yourself? Um, it's pretty good. I have trying to be finding the gun, so when Sean gets back, we can start shooting him with his... Oh, the Nerf no, guns, Not yes. a real gun, a Nerf gun that Sean built. Nerf gun, um, to check it out on the YouTube, yep. Again, if you don't, guys don't remember, Paddy said he was moving out, but he said he kicked Sean out of his own apartment. I did, I did, I'm proud of it. Sent him on a trip to Europe, and yep. now he's going to come back, and it's going to be This very was my mistake. I, I completely forgot that I should have. it should have been a one-way ticket. I made the mistake of doing a return. So, you know, uh, egg on my face in this one. So, it's all good though. It's fine. It's yeah. fine. You know, well, look, I, I like the guy. What can I say? Exactly right. But yeah. anywho, chat, GPT. But we're not talking about this one because the model that you were talking about just then was, was that model three or model 3.5? GP, GPT three. So, yeah. Three. Okay. So, but it's obviously just like with any update on your phone or like an app or whatever, it, there'll be different models like the iPhone 10, 11, 12, whatever. This is now, what is the current one that ChatGPT is? It's 3.5? 3.5, yeah. But they've just released GPT version 4. So Ooh. it's interesting you mentioned updates like your phone because what all they're doing with GPT 4 is making it a lot more intelligent than the previous one, effectively adding a lot more parameters. So... I believe ChatGPT3 had about 175 or so billion parameters. GPT4 has a 100 trillion parameters, 100 times more than its predecessor. What do you mean by parameters? I knew you were going to ask this question and there's no like sort uh, of <laughs> like, I guess it's, it's, it's very hard to describe what a parameter is in sort of, I guess, general terms. It's just, it's just what the, the amount of things the, the thing model is built off. So parameters for a human, and this is a way to put it in general audience is like cells in your body so how many cells make up your body how many cells make up tissues in your body how many tissues make up bones and organs and so on so you think of like the individual atom that makes up cells 
or like the nerves in your brain that give you intelligence, for example. So that effectively is the parameters it's built off. So your brain has a number of neurons. Okay. That's how I imagine parameters to be So the parameters are the are the number of the the number of possibilities. Yeah, so if we they if, have. Yeah, and that's how it's that's how it actually makes it makes its predictions using these parameters. So if we, you were to open up like the code for example and you were to break it down, it would be built up by 100 trillion parts per se, not the actual code itself being like the number of lines or whatever that'd be crazy that's not what before but hmm. when a lot of lines that's a lot of, a lot of lines <laughs> hey <Yeah>. look <laughs> but when the code sort of submitted and uploaded and it's sort of learning it's it's got this foundation built inside and imagine like a hundred trillion different atoms now are, something. are these parameters um like words or prompts or stuff like that because like the way that i'm seeing is like, okay the parameters in this case if because the information they're giving out is in words, and that is like I guess the the currency that the they're param- using. the parameters is just what it's what it's programmed off, like what it powers it. Now I've got a good another good analogy for this, and it's a fun fact: the the Milky Way galaxy is made of one hundred billion stars, right? So that's what makes up a galaxy is like the stars, and then subsequently the planets mm-hmm. and all that sort of stuff. But this is made from a hundred times more parameters than stars in the Milky Way. Fuck. Which is crazy to think about, right? That's a lot. It's, it's. I think this is why a lot of people are worried about it, myself included, because it's. I think that this also touches back into why we're talking about it, and one of the things that we're talking about, like the criticisms when it comes to G, uh, Chat GPT. Yeah. That it's when it when this first launched uh, was it two months ago in january or is it november like last year november last year is when they started to roll it out where but it was in january when we had access to it or was it february we had access to it so mm. chat gpt3 it's yeah. just the, the i think what everyone's fears about is that they don't know what's really going on and when it comes to the um the information that they're given and also what open ai the company that designed chat gpt what they know and how they're using it because this is actually i think i'll just jump straight into uh gpt that yep. one of the main criticisms that they have with uh, gpt4 version 4 is that OpenAI has decided to reveal fewer te- technical details about gpt4 than it did for previous models and it's been criticized a lot by a lot of ai researchers so you know like the google the aws etc yep. like those big um, a lot of AI specialists. Which is very interesting because the new Bing is actually powered by GPT-4. Hmm. So Bing, the search engine, Microsoft, Microsoft, Bing. Microsoft Bing, yeah. Oh, shit. Uses, has, so the new one has like a little chat function. I right? did actually read into that that's the only way you can use it for free. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was testing this out. And to be honest, it wasn't... Was that, it good? It wasn't that much more than GPT-3 because with GPT-4, you by rights, you should be able to upload photos to it. Mm. I, I, I think this, I think this is a good time to actually say what the main difference between three and four is, and I have something here so I can read. What yep. is it? So the main difference between uh, three and four is GPT three point five, which focuses primarily on text. GPT four can analyze and comment on images and graphics. For example, GPT four can describe the content of a photo, identify trends in a graph, or even generate captions for images, making it a powerful tool for education and content creation. Yeah. So, am I missing anything? That's pretty much it. So, like, it's just got... I want, I want to say processing power. That's a very... we got to be careful with the words we choose here. Um, it's just got... Why? Why? Because 
I guess in this realm, certain words mean specific things and it's not necessarily processing power that it's using. It's just, again, built on a lot more data um, and a lot more parameters. And it's, again, coming back to these parameters which it's using to solve these problems. So, by for example, you upload a photo. Let's say you upload a photo of um, a, a packet of beef mince and some spices and two buns. Mm-hmm. And you say, hey, can you make me a recipe using this photo? You don't tell what the ingredients are it now has the ability to figure out what these ingredients are and say, oh, here's a recipe for a hamburger. Go for it sort of thing. Okay. So it's this visual like interpretation that it has of things that it's like able to give answers. But it's not just that. It's also the ability it has to develop things now. So what we saw with ChatGPT3 was that it could help you write and debug code, for example. So like you could say, hey, this is a code that I have on whatever software you're using. It's not working. It could debug. Now what it can do is write full-scale applications. So we look at humans, when they make apps, they take some 7 to 12 months to make these applications based on complexity, debugging and all that. But now GPT-4 almost has the ability to build an app from scratch. You could say to it, hey, I need this app. I need this app to potentially be a travel agent, which is what I want it to build for one of my projects and it has Mm. to be AI-based. Can you write me the code that's going to be like this machine learning travel agent and by rights it should be able to not spit out something exact i don't think they're that specific yet and we'll get back to the inaccuracy we can finally get one of our dating app ideas off the ground well that's this this is what i'm trying to say right it has the ability to write a code which you could then upload and that can be like your foundation for an app so it's effectively shaving off months and months of work now this is obviously the positives with gpt4 right you know it's it's making things more convenient for humans and we've touched on this in many conversations before and even in the last podcast that there's a massive risk to society here. One being that humans, yes, it's more convenient for us, but two, is it going to tarnish or galvanize our intelligence? Well, it can go either way, right? I did send you a uh, Instagram reel about uh, engineers using ChatGPT. And I, ho- I hope you've watched it, but that's... I saw it. I was in the car when it came through, but I have not watched it yet. Basically, it's just like... It's a, to cut a long story short, it's basically has the song Dumb Ways to Die playing in the background. Oh dear, and what was the... Oh, just a rocket not launching properly and killing everyone. Oh, God. <laughs> so this was, the, this was what I brought up in the first, in, the, in our original podcast, that, like the fact that chat GPT in the first place, I think shouldn't be used at university or university level. It should be used no, definitely out, not. outside once you finally have graduated or eat or gone, have a full-time job because I think it makes more sense to use, oh, it's like you have a lot, like a lot of, if you have a, especially if you have a task, like, you know, like if you're, if you're a customer service agent where you just need to like, write a lot of can response led, like letterheads or like emails to customers, it makes more sense to be like, hey, can you please create a can response for rep- responding yeah. to a customer for A, B, and C reasons? Yeah, and, and I think like we're beyond the chat part of it now or we're beyond like the discussing. We're in the, we're in the discovery phase. We're in almost. the discovery phase and, the analogy I have for GPT of what I've seen so far, it's like the whey protein in your diet. And to all the listeners who are now crossing their eyes going, what are you talking about? He's, He's a gym bro. That's why we're talking about this. <laughs> I'm not a gym bro. I'm just a bro who goes to the gym. But anyway. Fair enough. <laughs> whey protein should never completely replace things in your diet, right? It even says on the packet, this is not to be replaced by meals. It's just to complement your diet or supplement your diet. GPT, in a similar sense, would complement your intelligence or the work you do. Right, it should never be the tool you use in place of everything else. It can be like a sanity check. In the engineering field, you usually have to have people review the things you do. You like, and this is the good thing about engineers is you never buy yourself. 
What GPT could do is essentially be a reviewer for your work. It can effectively help you and build your foundations. We've got a video coming up soon where Sean and I are going to be versing each other in beer pong, except it's not going to be us playing. It's going to be us using devices we've built. Now, I was curious and I said, well, the code I'm writing, I wonder if GPT can, can write that for me. So I asked it. I gave it a strict criteria. I said, I need the code to do this. And it wrote it for me, GPT-3, mind you. And it was wrong. It was like, it's like, I wouldn't write the code like this. So I said, you know what? I'm going to write my code and I'm going to use its code. I tested my code, worked how I wanted it to. I tested its code and it didn't work. It just wasn't what I wanted to do. The point I'm trying to make here is even though it was wrong, it still gave me the structure I needed to use. And that's as engineers and STEM people in the STEM field, the things we need because it's very easy to get lost in the things you do. So like a lot of scientists will use things that are already made, right? To, to sort of not reinvent the wheel. Mm. Well, I think that's where it comes from. Like you don't, don't want to reinvent the wheel. So say, okay, the wheel is there, it was wooden. Okay, let's make it rubber. Okay, now it's rubber. Let's make it into, let's make it thinner for bicycles. So it's just, it's adapting Correct, what has been yeah. made to what could be more relevant today. I like more. that. Because I, I, I usually always say, don't reinvent the wheel, add to the wheel. But I think evolve the wheel Re is... Yeah, reinvent it. Ad adapt it. Evolve. Adapt it, evolve, yeah. Have it evolution yeah. and, and effectively that's what we're going to see with i think gpt is my prediction um so like yeah going back to what you said the differences i think the way they summarize it is so instead of the old one which can which could just interpret text this one in three words can see read and reason now the reason part is what scares me what do you mean it can reason this the, i i don't like putting ethics into a bot here like reason Re yeah like, is that too when they when someone says reason to me, it says okay to in insightfully taking in information and then tell you almost a theory behind that. I don't know because like because when when I when I hear the word reason, it's like you need to reason with him because he's a bit angry, or you I, need to reason with her because she doesn't agree with you, sort when, of thing. When I think of reason, I think like well, it's just like the like saying like the very posh way reason. Like to me, that just sounds like. Philosophy 101 at yeah. Wollongong Uni, you know? I don't I don't know. Yeah, that's the thing. Like, I hear the word reason and I'm like, well, to reason with someone, there has to be a level of ethics into this. Now, this can go one of two yeah. ways. This, I, think. I think now I know why, because one of the other points that I, I've jotted down in my handful of notes is the fact that, so an open letter was published by the Future of Life Institute, a non-for-profit mitigating risk uh, technology board, essentially. And they had AI experts... AI experts, technologists, business leaders, among thousands more, imploring AI labs to pause training on systems more powerful than GPT-4. And these, and some of the people that signed this was Steve Wozniak, the co-founder of, of Apple, and also the one and only uh, Tesla guy himself, Elon Musk. Oh god, yeah. Okay, so, so the, I the think, Elon Musk thing is a definitely a conversation worth having for sure. Well, I think this now and. I, I just I didn't know why it's like oh what's the difference between GPT four because the, what the information I got was just oh you know it can probably like look at an image you know almost like it can do like Shazam food almost being like what's this it's an apple cool yeah. or like, make a make me a recipe for it make me a cocktail make me whatever and you know it, it's a bit smarter so it can you know it can you know do a good caption on Instagram even do a good story behind it you know do a, even do a reel if it wanted to but the fact that it can reason. I don't know what that means. <laughs> that's it. I, and that's the big, where the big question mark is. So the two things, the fact that it can see and read, I'm happy that we've got something that can help you out, but reason. So Elon Musk, it's, it's a good point. And this is someone we need in STEM. Like it's good we have him in the industry, but 
he's very conservative when it comes to AI. Mm. I'm not sure if you've read much into like his take on it, but even like with the, the conceptual Tesla bot um, that might be coming out in a few years, he was very, very clear that if something like was to come out, it would be programmed very strictly so its intelligence could never surpass the average human. So his main concern with something like this is is how how quickly mm. is it going to be until AI can take surpass, over. Take yeah. over. Like we, that, that is a very... That's a genuine fear. It's a genuine fear and something that would lead to dystopia. It's what, what's even scary is you listen to OpenAI's take, right? The CEOs even said, we understand there's risks with this and we fully accept them. They fully accepted the risks with, with, with yeah, AI. Yeah, but that's, except, like, that's one person. It, it's almost like the, uh, the train theory, you know, that train of, you know, it's, uh, there's a train track that leads into, you know, uh, a, a fork in the road. One goes and kills one person that's tied to the track and the other one goes and kills 15 and you, get, you need to pull the lever to go to either left or right. Which one do you choose? This is it. And like, it, like how does it, like w- when I think of ethics, right, I think there's a few things that make that up. And one of those things is bias, right? You're, you're more biased to one thing. So your ethical outlook might be swerve more to one way than someone else. So in in terms of a robot, that's not a robot, but a, a machine learning, I guess, function that's taking in data from all around the world. What the data we have out there, I would say, is bias. Like there's more, like it swings more to one bias side than another, wouldn't you say? Like there's, it's not, it wouldn't be hundred percent equal, in all sense. What bias side do you reckon it uh, sways towards? Do you think it sways more towards um, yes for AI or no to AI? Well, this it's actually an excellent question, yeah, because there's a lot of articles out there that would say no to AI and a lot of articles that say yes. Now, what I find even more interesting is it's GPT-4 is still pre-September 2021, yeah. We've got to remember that. Mm-hmm. Obviously now, like, I don't know about you, but 2022, I heard more about AI than I ever had in my life, right? There's a lot going on here. A lot going on. It, I find that interesting that it's missing data from 2022, because if you were to ask it, what do you think of AI? It might give you an answer of AI is fucked. Mm. Like it could potentially destroy the world. So uh, it's almost like, I wonder if you ask GPT-4, it's like, how would you describe yourself? Like, how would yeah. you describe, how would you describe yourselves as if you're a person? Yeah. And I think a lot of people would dis- disagree with what we're saying in terms of like, no, it, I, I don't, I, I don't. Yeah, I agree with that, but I also think that at the end of the day, it's a it, it's a numbers game when it comes because you, we just we mentioned bias. So I'll be I'm biased in this where I'm I'm on the side. If you're on the side of AI or on, on the side of humanity, you're in the side. I'm on the side of humanity. On so the side I'll, of humanity, yes. Yeah. So I think a lot of people would agree with that. Now, could we advance humanity through AI? Absolutely. Is it? Does it need to be? So I'm on the side of what they call AGI, which is AGI. artificial general intelligence. So what that sec- practically is is like I don't know the exact definition. I can't even like I feel like you'd go on for ages, but for, for me, artificial general intelligence is like a generalized. It can help you with everyday tasks, sort of thing, but not completely replace you. It's almost like a Google, like almost like a smart a smart Google Home or an Alexa or something. So. But the thing is, if you ask Google, like, is it intelligent? Artificial intelligence would be like, well, I am artificial and I would say I'm intelligent. So I yeah. feel like it could almost be like the maid from uh, from the Jetsons, you know, that you know that old cartoon show there. I just a maid just kind <laughs> of just going around, just like being like making the bed, doing that, doing doing this and that and whatever. But it never was 
a fully fledged intelligent being. Yeah. Yeah. It was it was just sort of less like, yes, Mr. Jessen, yes, Mr. Jessen, yes, Elroy, yes, whatever the daughter's name is. Yeah, you know? and that's and that's what it would be, because at what point do you start calling this function sentient? Now there's a lot of like conceptual stuff we've spoken about in the past of like sentience and it's all been conceptual, whereas now it's more or less real. Like it's this is becoming a, a very real thing. Um, I don't. I wouldn't consider it conscious or sentient at all. By the way, mind you, I don't, I don't think no. this GBT four is, especially like you know, it's it's still got its flaws. So I mentioned earlier something called hallucinations, and this is what sort of the industry is referring to. It's sort of by definition, it's literally admitted by OpenAI that it still produces nonsensical and untruthful information, in other words, called a hallucination when it gets something wrong. So. There was someone who like asked it to perform a very complex chemical reaction and it said, right, I want you to give me the exact yield and I want you to tell me each step. And it got a number of hallucinations during that process. So again, hallucination is just incorrect information. So I don't think we can advance to this, to like, I guess, industrial use until we minimize that error to, I guess, preferably like in a very top 0.1%. That being said, it is pretty smart in that it did a recent bar test, like a simulated bar test, and it got it passed in the top ten percent. What's a bar test? The bar, like so, when you become like a, a oh, lawyer, like, yeah, like oh, the, law, the law bar test, yeah. So it was in the top ten percent, whereas the predecessor of GPT was in the bottom ten percent. So this new version is arguably a lot more intelligent than its predecessor. Sure. Interesting. Okay. This I think this almost rolls perfectly into my game. Okay, let's go. All right, let's go. Do you have any? Actually, do you have any more points on on GPT? Well, I just had like some points on future uses. So, I think I think you you know is your is your game what you wanted to wrap this up with? Or let's do let's do future uses. Okay, all. I had two main future uses just for discussion because obviously like we can talk about it for ages. But two things I want to talk about. So, number one, law enforcement. I had a good think about this. This could easily be used in law enforcement and this comes back to bias. So again, good segue that we talked about bias. Like I feel like police officers and people who work in law enforcement are very biased. And let's be careful and not go too deep into why because it's very, you know, Mm. they can be discriminatory. A little bit, yeah. We've seen a lot happen in the past. Whereas if you had some sort of AI, I guess, built device to to detect things, you know, based on psychology and all that stuff, which is obviously very subjective. So, Hmm. you know, we're not going to get that exact. It could help a lot. But I think more so with like speeding, like just just fines, for example. Let's use an example for argument's sake. Speeding fines. Hmm. You go past a speed camera, usually takes you like two or three weeks, from my experience, to get a letter in the mail saying you got a fine. Yeah. I think something like GPT could capture you, bang, your fine's there straight away. Fast-tracking revenue. Fucking dangerous, right? <laughs> it's very dangerous. Uh, it's, it's such. If anything, they'll want me to speed more. They're like, I was like, oh, for fuck's sake, I got another speeding ticket. It's like, and I just passed the the fucking like, what's it? The speed light camera. The speed light. I'd be so annoyed. I'll be. I wouldn't even. St- I'll just break the car and just get out. I'd be like, oh, god yeah. damn it. Like, so I think I think there's a lot of uses it could have in law enforcement. Like, obviously, you're not going to replace drug dogs because I I can't imagine this thing's going to be able to to smell, for example, but. Think of, okay, think of border security, right? Mm. So, say you're doing your scanning and whatnot and you go, oh, there's a bit of, you know, white powder that I've detected in this bag. We've got to take this out, get the drug doing it to sniff it out, do some chemical analysis on this. Well, mm. if this GPT-4 is built on 100 trillion parameters, I don't know what GPT-5, 6, 7, or 8, 
up to 69 is going to be built off. Maybe it's going to build off enough parameters that can tell the difference between creatine and cocaine. <laughs> you know what I mean? So like, it's it's this is what this oh. is what scares me that these these are, these are the GBT lines that you're talking about, aren't they? The GBT lines that I'm talking about. Exactly. Yeah. And I've used drugs <laughs> as one example, but it can detect food. It can detect things like it can become like a, a, a scanner, putting people out of jobs at the border security. Maybe you need one or two people to keep these things operating, but taking law enforcement law enforcers not all out of work you're always going to need humans in law enforcement let's not beat around the bush there but mm. complementing their work helping out with DNA detection helping out with fines helping out with um, yeah detection of banned substances going through these are just a few examples now yeah. I, I hate the idea of using fines to raise revenue so I'm just going to be clear that I'm not supporting that here but you get my point right you see I don't know I'm, gonna, I'm, gonna, I'm getting a different vibe off you right now James I think that you do want everyone to be fined right now yeah all yeah. the revenue is going to me yeah revenue is <laughs> going to me <laughs> so, directly BSB number uh, 7319 <laughs> That was that was Sean's BSB number. You've, uh, again, yeah. in the second podcast, again, in a row, uh, you've like, leaked his bank details. Uh, account number was in the first one. BSB was in this one. All right, watch them both. <laughs> <laughs> Listen to the both. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Sorry, Sean. <laughs> so, I don't know what your opinions are on that. But if there's none. on law enforcement, well, I think law enforcement potentially, when it comes to the judge, like as a judge, I think. Maybe you might have too much skin in the game, per se. Maybe well, yeah, so, but whether you know, especially because a lot of uh, at least at least in Sydney, I'm going to go off Sydney. This is where we are. Uh, if you go to any any of the courts in Sydney, um, a lot of the judges are kind of the same. They're all around the same age demographic, between forty to seventy. They're very so they've lived a while. They're you know from a certain generation, let's say, and we kind of we'll, we'll, I'll end it there. But I think with police, you need that little personal touch. Yep. as well as with the drug dogs. I think, well, what's more replaceable? Like, What's more replaceable by AI? Judge, lawyer, or policeman? I think or, police, I, or police person? I think we're missing the biggest player in this. So I want to ask you, a hypo, not a hypothetical, but a question here. When you go into the courtroom, hmm. who needs to be the most unbiased in that courtroom? The judge. The jury, right? Oh, the bloody fucking yeah. jury! Oh, so imagine, of course. imagine you've got so you've got the person who takes the minutes of the the court. I forget what they're called. The, the I don't know, the chair or the scripter or whatever. And you've got this thing listening, taking in all the facts and saying, right, based on everything I know from this, the evidence points to Joe Bloggs being guilty or not guilty. Where it depends where this AI jury is getting all of their information from, because if they also get information from recent news articles as well, well, I'm could, not talking it, it about could, I'm not talking about GPT four, right? Like, I'm talking about the future like, of like you know, like the iRobot robots. Like, yeah, that and that, that look, that's a bit or of, West, Westworld. Yeah, Westworld. We're, we're, we're getting into more generalized AI, but I think the that, foundation that, that's GPT six thousand. Those Westworld robots. Yeah, even yeah. even if GPTs exist by then, but the point I'm trying to make here is. When it comes to reasoning, right? We're going back to reasoning now and bias. You use those two things and you put it inside of a juror, right? You put it inside of a jury, sorry. And it can make a decision based on whether someone's guilty or not. This can potentially destroy the legal system or make it a lot better. And this is what I'm scared about is it's a massive unknown. Fuck. <laughs> I don't know. You give me a lot to think about here, mate. Yeah. And also it's very dark in this room. Hey, Google. 
All right, I've got a game for you, James. All right, you did mention the game earlier. I Let's did get mention into it. it. So I think this is more of a... I think this is going off what you just said on the law enforcement. I think this is a good... I have a list of other jobs that AI or ChatGBT could theoretically take over, or do you think these jobs could be taken over by ChatGPT? Okay. Okay. What about teacher? Hmm. No. I was thinking the same thing. because no. my, my only argument for AI taking over teachers is like, oh, maybe he could if you... um. Like, theoretically, you know, some people get taught by, you know, YouTube or whatever or videos. But then I was thinking, well, who who makes that video? Who is, who's who's giving the information on that video? It's usually a person. Yeah. Okay. I can. Yeah, I agree. I agree with that. But let's get a bit deeper here. So, I remember back to school. I would say teachers and even educators in, in early childhood are responsible for making sure the kids come out emotionally mature, right? You would say that the parents have a strong responsibility to do that, but people working in education have a very strong responsibility to make sure... Equal parts, yeah. If if like GPT was to fully replace teachers, I would be very worried that the kids themselves would become very monotone. Unemotional. Unemotional, yeah. Blind. I didn't even think of that. Fuck. Yeah, because um, oh yeah, because uh, yeah, thinking about like my my best teachers, like I used to in primary school. I don't know about you, but my best te- the best teachers I had, they were very the ones very fun, lighthearted, especially in primary school. The ones that there was always the guitar teacher. She, I had a in, yeah in, in, in my second my second year, my year two teacher always had a guitar. I won't say her name though, even though I remember it. <laughs> but yeah, it's always that always that fun, lighthearted energy, and I think that. Unless you can somehow put that into an AI, no, well, I'm still in contact with some of my teachers. You know, I'm I'm friends with them to an extent. Not friends, friends, but like I'm still. You see them around, and you see them around, and you have a good, you have yeah. a good yarn. Like they become part of part of your life. You know, like you do, I, do, I don't say that with AI. Yeah. Yeah. Well, okay. This is interesting. So, so no on that, but Open AI have actually partnered with like people. Duolingo, for example. So Sean mentioned in the last podcast, so there's a version called Duolingo Max, ah. where it uses the OpenAI platform. Even Khan Academy. Have you, have you heard of Khan Academy? They're like a, they they started on YouTube as like a couple of videos on certain topics, but now they're a full like educational platform that's online, mm-hmm. partnered with OpenAI too. So, I believe so. I have to ch- double check that one. I think they are partnered. But from from what I'm trying to say is like you can use. GPT to supplement teaching again coming back into the use it in conjunction with so you're if you're a teacher for example and you're teaching kids sort of I guess maths and whatnot you mm. can say right this is how you do it if you get stuck um, ask you can ask GPT X Y and Z now you can give GPT constraints and I, I talked about this in the GPT three podcast where I said look you can have different versions of GPT, some for school, some for... This actually work. has come out since that since that podcast that there now is a school version for GPT. Uh, yeah, I yeah. did hear about this. Yeah, so th- and this is what I mean. Like the teacher could set it to only give answers up to X, Y, and Z to help the students out. That I think is an excellent idea. But to fully replace teachers, no. So I'm going to go with a... a or no, yeah. I'm going to go with it. Yeah, okay. If it's a maybe, we're going to go to no because you've, you're, the base of your question is asking on full replacement or not replacement, right? Yeah, full replacement. Yeah. Okay, we're going to go with no. No for that one too. Okay, um, artist. We're <laughs> already seeing it. Um, oh. I want to go, I want to narrow this down like a proper, 
an artist as in you know an artiste a um someone that would uh um you know actual paint a painting okay i had a good conversation or draw something yeah all right well i'm gonna tell you about a conversation i had with someone a while ago Mm -hmm. without going off topic too much so we were talking about art i was talking about my upcoming trip to europe and i'm like man can't wait to go to all the art museums and see like you're gonna have a ball bro that's all i'll say and he said he goes he goes how can you enjoy going to a museum and looking at photos of paintings and stuff like that? And I, you know, I kind of wanted to slap him, but he didn't. I, I didn't because I'm. A, I'm a I very respect nice that. Person. I respect that. I would have, but you know, you yeah, do. He, your he was. He was a very. He was a very nice guy. But I said to him, I'm like, look, it's. I don't go there to look just at the picture, the painting. I look at it to admire the amount of work and love and passion that went into that painting, to went into that art piece. Also the love and passion of maintaining it. What it means, yeah. So to make that art piece, someone's seen something Mm. or someone's had an experience and they've projected that into a physical body. And you know what his response was to me? He goes, okay, are you telling me if someone spent three months digging a hole, you would admire that hole? And I said, well... At the end of the day, what did that whole mean to that guy? So, I'm going to give you an example. Remember when we went to Japan? You know, we went to Japan, by the way, guys. We talk about it on a lot of podcasts. Did we? Yeah. In Tokyo, <laughs> the statue of the dog. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. that dog was obviously, I believe, a dog that got abandoned and it you know, never found its owner or something like oh, that. Oh, that's, that's, that's the, at the Shinjuku Crossing. Shinjuku Crossing, yeah. Yeah, okay, now, yeah. I see that argument of a whole of like, oh, you would say someone who built a statue of a dog. It's what it means. So if someone built that hole because of whatever reason, then sure. Because I know what it means. I know there was meaning behind it. I don't think AI being an artist will be able to have those experiences and project those experiences. What we're seeing now is AI art though. So people are making AI art. Mm. So I think I'm going to say yes for this because, but it's going to be the artist will be the human and the Sorry, the artist would be the AI, but the idea will come from the human. So the human will say, all right, I've had this experience. They might give it a thousand lines and be like, draw me a piece of artwork from this experience. And it might give it a whole story. And it, it, might, paint a, a thousand, it might paint a picture with a thousand words. An artist writing down a thousand lines, that does sound like an artist from the 70s right there. Yeah. yeah. I'm going to go yes, based on that explanation. Which I'm very impressed by, by the way. Very, uh, you know, I I will agree with you on that part. I think the, I think the the key with art, and especially if it's like a painting, like the Archibald Prize or you know anything like that, there's a lot of emotion behind each stroke of paint, each stroke of like each line that you're drawing, or every shade you're coloring. There's a lot of emotion that goes behind it with the story and the meaning. So I don't think I personally don't think. AI will be able to copy that precisely. Yeah, you're not going to have a Leonardo da Vinci as an AI. Well, you're not going to have a Leonardo da Vinci now as a person, but you know, you go, you, you try, you, you try your best. <laughs> anyway, okay, right, ne- next next one, uh, psychologist. Absolutely fucking not. <laughs> do we even have to discuss this point? I mean, we'll do. A, I'll give you a brief, uh, a brief, uh, a brief. Uh, was this was this thirty point, seconds? Was this point in here for you to be devil's advocate with, or do you have actually a reasoning behind why it might? Okay, I I think this is the the better idea for a psychologist is can we figure out a reason why it should be taken over by AI? Okay, so we want to play devil's advocate with yeah. absolutely not. If, so yeah, we'll go with preface. We do not think a psychologist could ever be replaced by an AI because 
I think no, yeah, yeah, it has to be able to resonate with the person's emotions. Yeah, and also it has to um uh be a very neutral party. I don't think AI can be neutral. Why is that? Oh, maybe it can. I don't know. I think uh, well, it's either it's either right or you're wrong with AI. I think it's all like I think when you look at when I look at AI, Correct. I think you of I, I think of like what is like one zero zero one, you know, and you, you, everyone knows that kind of person in their life where it's just yeah. like oh, it, it, they're, it, they're very if, blunt and to the point. If it can't make a decision, it won't actually give you an answer. For example, someone asked, and I know you'll like this one, AI, if Jordan Peterson was a, uh, a fascist. <laughs> And it said, "Look, I've got a lot of I've got a lot of facts that point to him potentially being a fascist, but I don't have enough information to make a decision. So I'm not going to make a call." On this. Okay, yeah. Anyway, why would GPT be a psychologist, or why would this foundation be a psychologist? Uh, okay, I suppose to me, psychology is a very subjective thing, right? I suppose what it could do is take data from people who have gone through similar experiences, how they got through it. And so I'm going to give you an example here. So you read a book about someone who was successful in life. So let's talk about the, um, the happiest man alive, right? Mm-hmm. Who went through, you know, the trauma he went through in Auschwitz. And he tells the story about... The Eddie Jacou story. Eddie Jacou story. Uh, we've done a podcast on that, by the way. <laughs> Check it out. <laughs> um, yeah, and how he dealt with it, how it became happy after that, right? It became a catalyst for good. Would you say for when, him, for when you, personally? Yeah. Would you say when you read that book that gave you some sort of like drive to be a better person or to be more happier? To think it gave me a it gave me a sense of through every it's almost like through every reaction there's an equal and opposite reaction. So for every good there's a bad. For every bad there's an equal there's a there's a there's a better. Okay. Okay. So, the he t- and he took a bad situation and a bad, like what could have been something to hold him back all of his life, but it's like no, I I can't let this one thing define me. I need yeah. to move on. I I, I, I want to love a fam. I want a family. I want children. I want a career. So I'm going to use this as I'm not going to forget it, but I want to use it. Yeah, I think the point I'm trying to make here is that. We know this is built on data sets from text. Now, if it can take heaps of those data sets and produce a specific output, then yeah, it might be able to give you a solution to your problem that you're facing. All right? That is, to me, my opinion. But there's a caveat here, right? Psychology is very complex. So you might be going through a lot. But you might not even know the reason why you're feeling that way. You know, you might just might just be an increase in cortisol. <laughs> Okay, so AI knows that, right? AI knows that people might be able to feel depressed because, you know, they've maybe just had a bad upbringing and, you know, they're just, that's just how they are. People have grown up like that. Unfortunately, it happens to society. And it might say, you know what? You haven't gone through anything. You're feeling this way. You might have high cortisol. You might have low dopamine. Take these medications. Take these supplements. I, I was thinking that as well, but it could be, you know, one of those... um. What's the uh, what are those flowchart things? Is you know if you have a question and then so it's like the question is like do you like apples? Yes or no? Yeah, it's a, yes. fl- it's a flowchart. So it's, it's effectively a, a, flo- a flowchart type of psychologist could be could come around as an AI. And okay, let's come to the conclusion. No, no. <laughs> Can it be a counselor? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Could it high school counselor? 
Maybe. 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 We're gonna <laughs> no, really there's, no, there's no maybes in this. Is it a yes or no? No. I don't think it could be a psychologist. Okay. Uh, uh, I've got two more, but I'll just, we'll set up for one more, all right? Uh, priest or spiritual leader? <laughs> <laughs> um, you weren't expecting that, were you? <laughs> I'm imagining Roko's Basilisk. Amen. <laughs> Remember the Roko's Basilisk conspiracy? Oh, that if you the, the if AI you, the AI that actually I'm not going to say it because in this day if we if we say yeah, what it is, it nah. might, people might Google it. Yeah, Google Google what it is at your own risk. At your, at own, your risk. own risk. Disclaimer. Yeah. Um, I, I, I do love the idea. Does, I, I know it makes me chuckle. Well, this is the thing. It makes me chuckle the idea the, of an AI rabbi. This is the thing. If it becomes more if it becomes more intelligent than than humans. Like it might get to the point where like it's like oh GPT one version one was the first ever AI it or Open AI is our god. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, it, it, could, it could create its own religion. It could create its own religion. I think. Oh, fuck! I didn't even think about that. <laughs> but like, okay, so what? Like, we think of what religion is in this day. Like, religion is just ideologies and notions, right? So by rights, science is a religion. Me and Sean have this conversation all the time. We both agree science is a religion, but it just has the most amount of evidence. Like, yeah. like, not not by definition, not a, that's not a religion, but by rights, yeah, you can call it a religion. By data, I'll give you that, yeah. Yeah, like, so, we believe in the Big Bang, we believe in the universe expanding because there's data that's there. That's what we believe in. Like, and, you know, it doesn't, mm. you don't have to have spirituality linked to it to be religious. I think what, the way that I kind of per, uh, perceive this was, could an AI, you know, I think I'm kind of picturing this, like, you know, like, you know, from the days when I actually was forced to go to, you know, Sunday church in the morning back when I was a kid. I don't know okay, if you were the so, same thing, but, you know, could somebody stand up there on the podium, stand there in the Vatican, stand there at your synagogue, I stand think, wherever you are and deliver a, a moving sermon that then relates back to the story of whatever... Um, the religion, um, like whatever, like like I a think spiritual so. book the religion is based off. I'm gonna so say I I would say yes. I'm gonna say yes, yeah, because all priests do, in my opinion, is quote the gospel, quote the, quote the Bible. They quote that, and then they will relate it to a like an event going on or yeah. uh, something personal that's happened to somebody in around and, around them. And technically, like who would we be to neglect that? Because if you if you believe in God, if you believe in some sort of supreme being. I actually think yes, AI because AI is a creation of God, right? I think yes, mainly for the fact that it takes, um, let's say, human emotion away from uh, certain individuals, if you know what I mean. Well, that, that's why I laughed when you first asked this question. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's, yeah. <laughs> I just thought, yeah. Oh, okay. It reduces the risk of people committing certain crimes. Pedophilia. Yes, <laughs> yes. <laughs> just say it. Fucking disgusting. All right. Uh, do you want one more? Or do you reckon we should Let's end Let's fucking it go with one All more. All right. Last one. Doctor. Or nurse. Doctor slash nurse. No. No. I think the I think the best... Well, what it like... AI surgeon. No. No, not, not even if it... At, like in this future, 60 years from now, I go in have a heart attack i need a replacement i need i know actually we'll make it i need a liver replacement and you know donors there, liver's ready to go and it's, i think i think maybe keyhole surgery 
Keyhole surgery, what's that? Keyhole surgery when they're literally like, um, they don't use a crazy amount, like they don't use surgical tools to do it. They just literally pin it into you. So the surgery I got, I got like a parathyroid taken out. That can be done by keyhole. And we have Kathy. <laughs> Hello. We're almost done. We're keeping this in, by the way. <laughs> Hello. Um... Yeah, I'm going to say no for that one. No? Yeah. No? Okay. All right. Kathy, yeah. could a doctor be replaced by AI? Yes or no? Say it loudly. No. Okay. We're going to end it there. That's right. a conclusion. Thank you. See ya. See ya. Thanks for listening. To see more Engineering Dads content like this, head to our YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok, and I'll link below to see our other projects. Have a good one. <laughs>